in a world where Mondays are taken over by a machine. Welcome to Machine Mondays. Hello, 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 Machiniacs and Schmodown fans, and welcome to another episode of Machine Mondays. I'm Janine the Machine, and first off, as usual, I gotta say a huge thank you to David B, who recently celebrated a birthday, so happy birthday, David B. He created this awesome track for me, the official machine theme. Thank you so much, David B. And if you wanna find him, you can check him out at David B Music 21 on Twitter. Also, a huge thank you to Kevin the Smasher Smets, our reigning inner geekdom champion, for that awesome voice intro. It has been such a great addition to the show. I love it so much. And if you want to find Kevin, you can check him out at Kev Smets on Twitter. He has this awesome Star Wars KOTOR trilogy series. So if you want to check that out, you can find it there on his Twitter. So find Kevin at Kev Smets. Find David B at David B Music 21 on Twitter. Love these guys to death. But let's get into today's episode. So we are talking the latest match, the team smash between Who's the Boss and the Odd Couple. Also get into some of the things that were discussed on Schmodown Backstage. Um, some news about exhibition matches uh, and just some quarantine life updates. So yes, uh, quarantine life has been okay. I mean, it could, it could always be worse. Um, my work has finally started really kind of cracking down on things. Um, if you haven't heard me talk about this before, I work at a surgical hospital, so it's not like any sick people. It's just kind of people who come in for elective surgeries, knees, back, shoulders, all kinds of things. So they're really only taking on cases that are kind of emergent. Like, you know, if your knee's like about to fall off and you need the surgery now, those are kind of the only surgeries we're taking. So it's really slowed down. We have to do a screening before we even clock in for the day. And next week they will be cutting our hours. So I'll be working one less day than I've been working. So yeah, uh, that's been just kind of a little bit of craziness at work. Um, very slow days, so they kind of drag a little bit, but I'm happy to still be working and I'm happy that I work for people who, you know, they're, they care about us. They care about our work, their workers. So they're trying to make it so that we can still continue to work. So I'm not a healthcare person. I work in the kitchen at the surgical hospital. Um, so I, you know, serve patients their meals. Um, on that side of it, though, I do have a lot of worry and anxiety lately because pretty much every member of my immediate family is a nurse. My mom is a nurse. My dad is a nurse. My brother is a nurse. And my sister is a nurse. So there's always kind of this looming concern for their well-being on the daily. My mom actually is the charge nurse of... Uh, the COVID-19 area of her hospital in San Francisco. Um, luckily, she has, you know, some friends and co-workers who are looking out for her. They know she's older. And so they, you know, let her kind of do her part to be in charge and not have to really be around patients too much. It's been a point of worry for me to kind of worry about my family members. But, you know, in talking to them, they are okay. They're being safe. They're being smart. 
And then also I have a little nephew, he's two years old, and I've just been missing the hell out of him. It, you know, I love seeing him and playing with him. I get to be, usually get to babysit him like every couple weeks and, uh, you know, I get sent these pictures of him just looking all cool in his shades and just, you know, not a care in the world. Um, so yeah, I totally miss my nephew. But yeah, other than like totally missing the hell out of my family and my friends, I'm doing okay. <laughs> lots of drinking, lots of eating. I'm trying to be a little bit more healthy. The quarantine body is kind of starting to show. So trying to do a little bit of working out in the morning, um, trying to eat healthier. That's, that's a thing that's happening. I've gotten a couple commissions. So that's kind of been great to kind of really, it's been a while since I've done a lot of designing and I just haven't been in that mind, that creative mindset to really work on ideas that I kind of put a pin in. So it's been nice to have people reach out and want work for me. So that kind of gets the creative juices flowing. And it's been great kind of delving into design and working on stuff again. So that's been really nice too. Still lots of drinking though. So <laughs> that's me on the quarantine life front. I hope you guys are all doing okay um, and staying safe. And yeah, uh, it's, it's rough out there. So sending love to you guys. And I hope everybody is doing okay. Yeah, so we also got some news about potential exhibition matches, which would be streamed, which um, I think it's kind of a fun little thing for the fans to kind of fill the this gap in Schmodown stuff right now. Um, one of the matches listed was an exhibition match, a rom-coms exhibition match between me, Brianne Chandler, and Andrew Guy, which I think would be really fun. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. I actually had this whole fun idea planned in my head if we had done one in studio. I wanted to do a whole She's All That Inspired entrance where I'd, you know, I'd do my promo dressed as a nerd, you know, overalls and a ponytail and glasses and, you know, say this whole kind of spiel about, you know, I'm just a girl in some overalls and a ponytail and some glasses, just waiting for the cutest guy in the schmodown to ask me to the prom, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, the music plays, the kiss me, sixpence none the richer song. And they announce me and I don't come out. I just kind of hold back for a bit. And then somebody says, Janine the machine, get your cute butt out here. And then I finally come out and I'm wearing the red dress and it's so great. And yeah, that would have been, that would have been my little dream, which of course, um, an added little cherry on that dream would be to have former Schmodown competitor, Freddie Prince Jr., come greet me as I come out of the curtain. So yeah, that was my little delusional rom-coms exhibition match over excessively ridiculous entrance idea. Um, so yeah, definitely will not be happening on streaming, but I'm, I think it would be a really fun match. I actually got to compete against Brianne in the who's in the studio match was, which was a really fun exhibition match that we did last year. I, I absolutely love that match. And I hope maybe, you know, Brianne actually had a really good idea of maybe releasing some of those old exhibition matches to the public, um, to kind of fill gaps in Schmodown stuff. Um, so then you guys would get to see that match cause it was a really fun match. And considering who was in it, the four people who were in it, oh my gosh, so fun. And it was just great to, 
get to share the table with Brienne because she was kind of one of my hugest inspirations even coming into the Schmodown. So um, yeah, like I would love that. Um, so I'm totally into the idea of these exhibition matches just kind of for fun. Yeah, streaming is not ideal, but I think it's a great thing to do to give back to the fans. And I think it would be fun. And I miss all my Schmodown family. So it would be great to see some of them for sure. But yeah, and, you know, compete against Andrew Kai, which I think people, people were calling for that, like, a few times in the past. So that would be really fun. I would love to kind of get Makuga in there too, because he he knows his rom-coms too. Oh, and speaking of Andrew Guy, he celebrated a birthday yesterday. So happy birthday, Andrew Guy. You are the best. So yeah, definitely some fun matches on that list. And I'm excited that I am even considered to be a part of one of those. So that's, that's a really fun thing. Um, and then all the stuff on backstage, the whole pride, Frank <laughs> drama, um, Mike kind of delving into his stuff with Mara. I'm, I'm happy that Mike got his chance to kind of say his side and his piece. I don't know if a conversation between them will ever happen, if it, it's something that needs to happen. I kind of see both sides of it. But and in my opinion, I didn't see anything that Mike did that would really that could be really taken that way. Um, and maybe it is just that Mara didn't understand the whole concept of kind of character stuff in match and all that kind of thing. But yeah, like seeing Mike kind of talk about his side and his feelings. And um, I especially loved him kind of really feeling bad and admitting, you know, how he was not happy with his actions after spectacular and how he had to kind of make peace with Kevin and all of that. I uh, just have so much more respect for Mike after kind of seeing his honesty in that moment. And I liked that he got his chance to kind of say his side. So love Mike and so much respect for him hearing, you know, what he had to say on backstage as for the whole pride versus Frankie thing. I totally get kind of, having a hard time hearing what people have to say about you. I mean, when I lost my match, I kind of put a lot of posts out there, you know, because the whole kind of thing for me was people saying I was overrated, which is funny that people come at me saying that I'm overrated, but it's not like I rated myself that way, like other people did. And that's kind of a hard thing to hear. So, I mean, when I made posts about how I felt about the match. It wasn't to kind of come at my haters or, you know, come at anybody really. It was just kind of me trying to figure out why that loss hit me so much harder than any other loss that I've had. And it was me trying to work through things. So I was kind of just putting it out there that, you know, when people were saying I was overrated, it it didn't feel like an opinion. It felt like people just wanted validation from my loss, like they wanted me to lose to validate their point that I was overrated. And that just seemed kind of odd to me. So I get where they're coming from in feeling like, you know, people are coming at you in a negative way. And, um, you know, they kept bringing up the point that, well, Vinny was doing things, Vinny was talking the whole match, things like that. But in me watching it as a fan, Because, I mean, I think fans, I think competitors and people in the sphere like Frank are allowed to be fans of the Schmodown. They're allowed to watch these matches as fans. Um, So to kind of see, you know, get upset that their peers weren't into 
their characters and them kind of getting upset about that. I understand where it comes from, but um, I don't think it's fair to not understand their side of it because, you know, they are fans like anybody else. Frank is a fan of the Schmodown. I'm a fan of the Schmodown. And I think we're allowed to watch these matches as fans and give our opinions in that way. We're not talking about Rachel Silvestrini, the person. We're not talking about Ben Goddard, the person. We're talking about the pride as these characters, as heels. And, you know, Vinny talking and whatever, watching that, that didn't put me off. That didn't, like, bother me. Like, that's just my natural reaction was watching it. And anything Vinny did didn't, didn't make me step back and be like, I don't like that. But seeing the things that they did just gave me that natural reaction that I wasn't a fan of that. So, I mean, I can't help that that's me watching it as a fan and seeing something that I just didn't care for. So I get their feelings of feeling kind of like people, you know, their peers are coming at them. But I think their peers opinion is an opinion to help them get better or to kind of just see that, you know, if you're going to be heel, embrace being a heel. If you need help to be a better heel, you have a plethora of people who want to help you, who you can reach out to, who you can talk to. And this can be kind of a learning curve to see how you want to come at it the next time. And if people don't like you and you're a heel, that's kind of the point, isn't it? So yeah, there was a lot of interesting discussions had. So yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on just the whole hearing the other side of that. So with that, let's get into the match. So we had the odd couple versus who's the boss. Great teams. It was kind of like the sunglasses parade going on uh, in this match. Uh, So that was fun. (laughs) So the very first question, we had a little bit of drama, the whole Idris Alba Elba situation. So my take on this is, you know, they asked the question, the answer was Idris Elba. Everybody said Idris Elba and and Draco was the last to answer. And he says, he says Idris Alba with an A and he also wrote Idris Alba. Ben challenges it, but they give Andraco the point. Me personally, I don't think he should get the point. He, you know, the whole thing is you have to say it right and you have to spell it right. He didn't do either. Had he said Elba and wrote Alba, okay. Had he wrote Elba and said Alba, okay, give him the point. But he did neither correct. So I don't think he should get the point. And Stacy brought up a great point on the SD Best Friend show. You should check it out with Miss Movies. Um, Stacy brought up a good point that, you know, also there's that whole skew of he was the last one to answer. Yes, we all obviously know he knew it. But when you have the kind of luxury of being the last one to answer and you hear everybody else say it before you, then it's it's clear that you have that extra to, to know who it is, you know? Yeah, I don't think he should have been awarded the point. He didn't spell it right or say it right on the board and in the microphone. So I think he shouldn't have gotten the point there. But like Jen was also saying on the SD Best Friend Show with Miss Movies, check it out. um, She kind of said that there's this kind of second part to that rule where I guess if you can show that there's no other actor named Idris Alba then obviously you know who he's talking about. So give it a pass. So it's very interesting. And I feel like I've seen other things. I can't think of any specific examples right now, but I feel like I've seen other moments where 
that's happened and they didn't get the point because they didn't spell it right or say it right but yes my personal opinion is I don't think he should have gotten the point so then Ben and Jeff they both get perfect uh, rounds they get the bonus so it's 16 16 going into round two the odd couple they spin first and they get opponent's choice so uh the who's the boss gives them Star Wars very smart choice I think but they actually kind of work their way through that pretty well they get the first two, no problem. Uh, they go to multiple choice. They miss the third. The uh, who's the boss steals, um, and then they go to multiple choice on the last one, and they get it right. They like get the last couple right. So then it's twenty five to seventeen. Then who's the boss spins, and they get spinner's choice. Uh, they pick Pixar. They get the first question. They go to multiple choice. Get the second. Get the third. Get the fourth. Um, go to multiple choice on the fifth and they get the sixth. So they do pretty good in their round two. But, you know, you think if you're putting that as your thing, you should kind of sweep it, I think, um, between the two of you. <laughs> I mean, I I, I want to say I've been pretty good at sweeping when I get the categories that I put on the wheel, which is rare. I never really get the categories that I put on the wheel um but yeah between the two of them if they're saying that Pixar is their thing they should just sweep it 100% but still nothing to nothing to uh you know talk bad about they did great in that round two um so then it's 27 to 25 who's the boss um at the end of round two the odd couple they go first um Jeff he takes the two-pointer famous actors and actresses he gets it then it ties the game, 27-27. Mark, he takes the two-pointer. He gets it, 29-27. And Draco, he takes a three-pointer. He doesn't get it. And then they have to get the five-pointer about the rom-com, which I never heard of this movie. So, you know, me being like rom-coms, which I <laughs> basically what I was just saying, you should probably sweep when you get the thing that's your specialty, blah, blah, blah. What I literally just said, um, had I gotten this, I would have smiled hearing rom-coms and then I would have heard this movie and been like, yep, nope. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of it. So yes, um, I am a hypocrite. You, you just <laughs> witnessed my hypocrisy, everyone. Judge, feel free to judge me. Feel completely free to judge me. Um, it's fine. <laughs> so they get it. So then Ben has to get their three-pointer. And apparently I'm a 12-year-old boy because I'm squeaking over here. Um, he has to get the three-pointer. He gets it correct. So it's 32 to 32. Then who's the boss has to get their five-pointer. So very intense match goes all the way. Both competitor both teams have to go up to the five and they get it and who's the boss takes the match <laughs> Snyder he climbs on the table and starts gyrating around so that that was that was really fun that was that was a lot of fun to see um <laughs> uh and that last question that five pointer like how topical was that shit? Like, are you kidding me? Which 2011 film deals with the virus MEV1 and the pandemic? Really? Really? That was ridiculous. <laughs> 
And who's the boss? They now have the record of all-time points scored in teams, 37 points. So they broke the team's record. So lots happened in this match. Two great teams. I mean, to go down to the five for both teams, crazy. To get a contagion question, crazy. The whole Idris Alba, crazy. Um, Really fun match. Uh, Great teams, great play. Some really smart moves there, especially with the whole appointments, appointments. <laughs> yeah, um, clearly I have been drinking, guys. Um, opponents, spinners combination. That's always kind of really deadly. But for uh, the odd couple to still take them to their five after getting opponent's choice and Star Wars, something that they are not well versed in. They still did pretty damn well. So, yeah, really fun match. So yeah, guys, I think, I think that's it. All my rambling and we've hit the over 20 minute mark. So yeah, (laughs) like I said, I hope you're doing well. I I love doing this show and hopefully it's something that can brighten your Monday and bring a smile to your face because I'm completely ridiculous and, you know, laughing at other people is is always fun. So I hope you can laugh at me and I hope that makes your day a, a little bit better. So yeah, if you want to find me and laugh at all my drunken tweets um, and all my ridiculous ramblings, you can find me at Janine DeBean on Twitter and Instagram. You can check out the other awesome shows on this feed. There's a lot of ridiculousness on all our shows. So hopefully those also will bring a nice smile to your face. Every Wednesday we have Morgan Hasn't Seen with my great producer and co-host Morgan Robinson. He hasn't seen a lot of things. So I pick a related series of films or a franchise of films that he's missed. And we watch and we discuss. Right now we are in the middle of movies based on TV shows. So that's been really fun. Um, So yeah, come hang out with us every Wednesday. We get pretty dorky over there. And then every Friday, we have the flagship show, the namesake show of our feed. It's a wonderful podcast where we give love to all those old classic films. Um, Yeah, it's been fun. And check out our shows. And if you want to get merch for our shows, you can find it at my tea shop on tpublic.com at g9design. And you can join our Patreon, the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon on patreon.com. It's a wonderful one. Uh, yeah, me and Morgan do some fun little things. We have little videos and artwork and custom stuff. And we're starting to do live streams for our patrons. Uh, so yeah, guys, come join us and find out which tier is right for you. Yeah, I'm not as good as Kevin Smets, but I try. Try. (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry I'm so ridiculous, you guys. I love you. And stay safe. You're the best. Happy birthday, David B. Happy birthday, Andrew Guy. You guys are the best. I love you guys. And until next time, XO, XO, Machine out.